What's up, creeps? Ships for people to 
go, go across the ocean. Whoever on. created the Titanic, I hope, was in Letchworth Village because clearly dumb. I can tell you all kinds of theories about the Titanic if you ever want to hear them. Maybe we should do a, like a theories episode. We should do a lot of Conspiracy episodes. Conspiracy theories. We could do that. I'm just ironing it out right now. I'm pretty sure people are already going to make fun of all the voices I make. No, that's fine. At least I'm not opera singing into the microphone this time. <clears throat> okay. Green! So it had over 2,300 acres of property and over 130 buildings at its peak. It was called the State Institution for the Segregation of the Epileptic and Feeble-Minded. It was considered a model institution for the treatment of the developmentally disabled. I'm sorry, am I interrupting your text? <laughs> winner, winner, wedding, wedding dinner. Okay. <laughs> um, there were separate living and training facilities for children, able-bodied adults, and the infirm. What do you think able-bodied, like... You and I are able-bodied No, adults. I know, but, like, why oh. would they go in there, then? Um, it could be because you looked at your husband the wrong way. Do that all the time. I know. <laughs> you would be put into... You would be hospitalized. You'd be committed for that. Maybe a woman spoke up at church and they didn't like it, so they put her in the hospital. The facility meant to pay strict attention to the comfort and well-being of its patients and had very specific rules in mind when it first opened that were groundbreaking and revolutionary at the time. But I couldn't find anything about the specificity of those rules, like what they actually were. So I don't know what they were. Uh, Mom's going to bust down the door any second. It's okay. What are you guys doing? No, <laughs> no building was more than two stories high with a maximum capacity of only 70 patients, and the buildings were placed at least 200 feet apart in order to create a spacious atmosphere and allow rooms for parks, leisure areas, and playgrounds. Uh-huh. You can play in the playground, but you cannot leave the grounds because you in jail. Correct. You can walk around, but... I wonder if the playgrounds were even fun or if it was just like... <laughs> You what sat was, what didn't you sit on one or was that somewhere else? I think that was no, somewhere else. Like but you know what I'm talking about? Like one of those those animal things on the spring and they were like, Have fun children and it's just like one of them. And it barely moves. Yeah. Or it's, it's like one of the, shut. Or it's one of the ones that like you you fly all the way back. Yeah. So it's not even fun, like you're smacking <laughs> your head on the ground. You're <laughs> in a playground. Um it was a self-sustaining farm with crops and livestock with almost four square miles of land. Uh, the grounds provided a lot of leisure space for the Wait, patients. Wait, so did they, like, like farm-to-table it there? They did farm-to-table. They were original. Locally sourced. They were the original farm-to-table. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Locally sourced, uh, open, open space, cage-free. It was a gastropub, too. There probably was. I always hate that name. I read on Facebook the other day that somebody doesn't like gastropub because it reminds me of, reminds them of going to the bathroom. Yeah, it kind of does. Gastropub. It makes me think like if you eat here, you're gonna be shitting, or you're just like you're gonna maybe calm your uh, bowels. Are <laughs> they mad? Um. Okay. So, at first, it was described as an ideal center for the mentally challenged, but in 1921. In 1921, only 10 years after they opened, 
they had come out with three categories of feeble-mindedness. The moron group, the imbecile group, and the idiot group. Idiot group. What? What? What's the difference between an imbecile and an idiot? Or an idiot and a moron? I don't know. I use them interchangeably when I'm in traffic. Um... Many of the children, I mean, many of the patients were young children. In 1921, mm-hmm. a report listed the number of patients admitted that year. So there were 506 total patients. Out of those 506, mm-hmm. 317 were between the ages of 5 and 16, and 11 of them were under 5. So most of them were children. Who their parents was like, her parents were like, have fun, they're going to make you eat gross stuff, you can farm it. Bye. People were like, where's your two-month-old go? Right. <laughs> uh, um, she's part of the imbecile group at Letchworth Village now. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. That's fine. It's fine. She's gone. Uh, over the years, the institution became underfunded and was forced to stall construction of more buildings to house the ever-increasing population of the village. In the 1920s, the dormitories were already becoming cramped. And in the 1940s, the population of the facility had reached double its maximum capacity. Double. Intended maximum capacity, which was four, uh, 70 people per uh, dormitory. They were basically piled up in twin beds. Yeah. Patients were forced to live and sleep in squalor, pressed together in rooms that were packed wall-to-wall with cots, and there were reports that there was a shortage of water, food, and other basic necessities. Which is actually, the Letchworth staff themselves said that. So, in those little, I mean, we were in the little, I assume they were the dormitories. That's what they certainly looked like. The ones that were, like, on a, in a row in on the... Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. And they were small. They even, were small. I mean, even 70 was a lot, would be a lot for the, that. Visitors observed that the children were malnourished and looked sick. So they weren't, they weren't looking too good. And the staff would force feed them because a lot of them refused to eat. So there were probably a lot of cheap Eat this beef that they just farmed the table for you. <laughs> there were probably a lot of deaths due to choking. Is what I was going to say and you're making a joke. <laughs> I literally just killed this with my bare hands. Bitch, you gonna eat it. Um... Children were often the subjects of testing and some of the most cruel neglect. In 1950, the first polio vaccine was tested on an 8-year-old boy. After seeing no negative side effects, it was administered to 19 more children. But since it was successful... It's like a whole first grade class. Yes, it is. Is 8-year-old first grade? No, 6. So that's like third grade. But still, you're like still a baby in third grade. You just um, learn how to write, write script. Your not anymore. I heard they were bringing that back, though. I hope so. Bring script back. So, <laughs> 2020. Since, <laughs> since the polio vaccine was successful, um, the unethical way it was tested was overlooked by everyone because they were like, well, they could have died, but nah, it worked. This is fine. Everything's good. Um, Do you think the coronavirus is that? Polio? No! Oh! <laughs> Like, somebody was like, let's test out this vaccine. It could be. I know people... You never know nowadays. I know people who think it's biological warfare. Who doesn't like China, though? 
No, no, that China's bringing it here. But I don't know about that. I read somewhere that that's a little racist. That people aren't even getting into Ubers with Chinese. Well, that is racist. No, no, that's what I said. That's racist. But I mean, I don't know. China and Japan have like a lot of those people wear masks all the time because they have so much pollution. And why would China infect their own people in order to infect other people? It just doesn't. It doesn't work out in my head. There's like a bunch of people on a boat, aren't there? And they're like stuck. yes, on a cruise ship. So on a cruise ship? Yeah. Coming from where and going to where? I don't know. Clearly this is a coronavirus intermission brought to you by Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> so. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I have something in my eyeball, actually. So there were nearly 1,200 patients in 1921. Um, and overpopulation was one of the harshest conditions, and by the 1950s, the village was overflowing with 4,000 patients. So this was a common occurrence in asylums throughout the 20th century, probably because people could be admitted for anything that seemed abnormal. Um, and I think a lot of them took on, like, TB patients, tuberculosis patients, um, so then that made it even more... Tuberculosis is, is mostly in your lungs, right? Yes. It's like <clears throat> fluid in your lungs? I don't know. It's bad news. I think it's like fluid in your lungs and like... I mean, when they test you for TB, they do a negative... If you come back with a positive... They do a lung scan. Like a, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. But I know that a lot of other asylums took in TB patients... And that's another reason why they got so overpopulated, which, I mean, they have to go somewhere, obviously. Can't just have have them walking around coughing on people. I'm surprised that they weren't just, like, injecting people with things so they could, you know. Oh, only the CIA Population that. control. Uh, ugh, that's terrible. Actually, we can talk about eugenics if you want. Okay. I don't know what that is, but we'll figure it out. Well, I'll talk to you about it. All right. So the patient, patients at Letchworth appeared to be well-groomed, crisp, and clean. So when they were walking around on the grounds, everything seemed like, you know, all fine and dandy and everything was good. But in the 1940s, Irving Haberman did a set of photographs which revealed the true nature of what was going on. Until this point, the conditions of the facility weren't apparent, weren't apparent to the public. Haberman's photos exposed the terrible conditions of the facilities, as well as the dirty, not well-kept patients. Naked residents often huddled together in sterile day rooms. The, the photos showed the patients to be highly neglected. Obviously, if, you know, people don't even have clothes, clothing on. And they're, like, literally huddled together probably to get warm. Yeah, seriously. In 19... I'd be like, don't bring me to the day room! Yeah, really? I don't want to... I don't want to see nobody else naked. I don't want anybody touching me. Ew, like, that's gross. Can you imagine just, like, huddling with someone else's private parts touching you? That, like, are not clean, too. That right. are not clean. Everyone has scabies. Probably. Oh, God. They're probably lice. They're and... just eating farm-to-table oh beef, God. so you know they got... In 1972, Geraldo Rivera did a TV special focusing on the conditions of several institutions in New York and California called Willowbrook, the, great, the Last Great Disgrace. It focused 
mostly on the Willowbrook State School on Staten Island, just outside of Manhattan, but he also visited Letchworth Village and a few institutions in California. Since, <clears throat> since it was titled Willowbrook, it overlooked like a lot of the other um, institutions that they were talking about, so people mostly remember it for Willowbrook and not the other places. But he found that residents of Willowbrook and Letchworth Village lived in awful, dirty, and overcrowded conditions with a lack of clothing, bathing, and attention to their basic needs. The facilities were incredibly understaffed, and there was little, there was little or no actual schooling, training, or even simple activities to keep residents occupied. Rivera saw the overcrowding and neglect as a direct result of inadequate funding and the ignorant attitudes in wider society. The potential of individual patients was far from being realized. This confronting report helped lead to far-reaching reform of disability services through the United States. That something's now trying to re reverse, but, you know, we won't talk about that. It took years for changes to occur. Years. Years. Funding was raised, but mostly focused on direct care. The government attempted to start group homes, but got a lot of pushback from the community, which was mostly a result of undereducation about mental illness and developmental disabilities. There's still a lot of miseducation about mental illness and developmental disabilities today, and so people have a lot of trouble accepting a group home in their, um, in their neighborhoods. But people who are disabled deserve to live in the community just like anybody else. Fortunately, a lot of community-based options opened up, allowing for more individualized care and fewer people per home, and the population of the village declined steadily in the 80s and 90s. And today? Well, they're closed. Letchworth Village officially closed its doors in 1996, leaving the buildings to D.K. 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 Donna Karen, New York. D.K.N.Y. Uh... <laughs> There is a set. It's Donna Karen? Yeah, Donna Karen, New York. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I only. I only know that because it was really popular when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> now you've broken the microphone stand. Oh, please. Everything is broken. We need intermission music. Oh, and we're back. All right. <laughs> Um, there is a cemetery that is about a half mile away from the village that has a stone that bears the inscription, Those who shall not be forgotten. Bitch, they were forgotten when they were left there. That's true. They were, there's no not forgetting them. Everybody that dropped them off literally just like <clears throat> used their foot to like kick them out the passenger seat. Yeah. Like didn't even help them into the building. Yeah. They were just like, ah, okay, like, bye. Find your way. Find Go in that building class. over there. Oh. Go to the sorting head of Letchworth Village and find out what class you're in. No. But Moron, yes. imbecile, imbecile, or idiot. Yeah. <laughs> the um, hat says... This <laughs> the hat says, just belongs in the imbecile group. At least it's not idiot. Idiot is, is, is the highest tier. That's what you said. How do you know that? You've... So well, it's, it's like a moron, imbecile, and idiot. That doesn't mean I don't. We don't is know my eye like really red? No, it's not at all. All right. So the stone, <laughs> the stone lists hundreds of names. The cemetery has numbered crosses showing where nameless patients are buried, and the 
families never really visit the cemetery because they never really visited their family when they were alive. Because, you know, meh. Meh. Luckily, the county and town saw the value in these buildings and renovated and repurposed a good portion of them. There is a golf course, a memorial park, and several other private and government use buildings that were once part of the Letchworth Village campus. There has been talk of renovating or redeveloping more of the property, but nothing has come of that so far. Nothing. You can visit Letchworth Village, and you are allowed to walk the grounds, but you are not allowed to leave the walking paths, and there is security patrolling 24-7. There was an, event, an episode of Ghost Adventures that focused on Letchworth Village, which has interviews with people who worked there, and the things they described were really awful. Um, the people who worked there talked about their experiences working there and not about any hauntings. But, you know, Zach's really, he's really into it. So he, uh, he went in and he, he got interviews with people who live in the town. And then, Mr. Uh, Baggins. Yeah, he's good stuff with those black Doing people. the Lord's work. Do, does he say that? No, but I, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Letchworth Village was part of the inspiration behind season two of American Horror Story, which was the asylum season that had an inexplicable dance moment. It was very weird. It was Maybe that's all they could do to keep themselves from having to huddle naked together, because at least dancing kept them warm. Jessica Lang, Lang danced and made a song to all each one of their names, is what you're saying? I don't I don't remember that it part. It was not good. You're gonna look, are you going to look it up? No? Alright. Um, so, there are some hauntings that people say that are happening there. Visitors claim to hear furniture scraping on the floor, heavy footsteps, disembodied whispers, and tapping, knocking, or rapping on the walls. My back room is also haunted with tapping, rapping, and whispers, and knocking, and ghost noises in general. Or it's actually just haunted by a dog outside the doors crying to come in. That's probably the thing. It is. So, uh, it's also said that children's spirits are there and are the most active, which would kind of, I would think makes sense that it was mostly children anyway. Um, people have heard children giggling and the sound of children's footsteps. Like little pitter-patters running to your bed in the Pit morning. Oh, yes, but they're not actually there. And then they giggle. Hey. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I feel like that was creepier than that. I think you kids giggle. Well, imagine hearing that and no, no one else is around. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't even want to imagine. <laughs> Sometimes. No. Okay. People also claim to see orbs and uh, glowing glowing lights, moving, hovering lights, but uh, I call bullshit on both of those things. So, <laughs> orbs are dust. Everyone can calm down. The lights are, you know, they're, it's on a road. They're, they're the cars. headlights. They're cars there. The... Yeah. Um, people have seen or have felt being pushed, shoved, and being held down on the floor by uh, something that wasn't there. So that's not fun. One group, no, I would be, like, hyperventilating. One group of thrill-seekers reported seeing something horrifying while exploring the grounds. They came across a seven-foot-tall apparition with legs bent backward and piercing glowing white eyes that walked towards them. 
Like the um, Slender Man. Like the Slender Man. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe? Probably not, though. Isn't, is there, like, a place that Slender Man is? Um, Slender Man isn't real. Slender no, Man. isn't it, like, is there a place where people, like, claim that they see him? No. Like, a specific place? I, well, or I don't know. Or is it, like, a Reddit, like, Reddit, like, creepypasta is Slender Man? I think it started as a creepypasta, and then those girls used it to, um, to kill one of their friends. Oh, <gasps> that's right. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yo, don't kill your friends. Yeah, don't do that. Um, okay, so when we went to Letchworth Village for the first time, <clears throat> we went into the front building, which is the main building, um, and it's kind of like U-shaped with little bump outs on either side of the bottom of the U. And we went in because we were much more ballsy. Yeah, braver than we are now. We were we were more agile, flexible, faster, physically walk. fit. Not you, me though. We're, no, I'm probably more physically fit. Now. Yeah. I'm, now my it doesn't even compare. I feel like if if at least now if I punch somebody it would hurt. If I tried to walk up those stairs now, I wouldn't make it. Back then, I feel like <laughs> I. I mean, back then I was like a stick, so. Yeah, that's true. I would have been broken in half. Just because, I mean, just because you're fit doesn't mean you were physically fit. That's, that is the, the, the truth. <laughs> okay, so. So we went into the building. We walked into the room that I heard was um, the old library that someone had decided to burn down with all the books in it, like a dickwad. Um, and there were weird steel pieces dangling from the ceiling. I always think it looked like someone put them there. Like, it doesn't look like it's damaged from the... Do you remember that room? Yeah. Like, it doesn't look like it's damaged from a fire. It looks like someone actually took the time to hang them all, which is insanely creepy. Um, well, you wanted to hang doll heads in the... in the. I still want to do that. Wood, so... Ain't that the same? It ain't. And I'm doing it to be creepy. That's true. So there... Anyway. I I swear I remember a um a greenhouse and now that you're saying like farm to table and crops and stuff it very well it could have been like herbs like maybe they put basil in there like there definitely could have been a greenhouse I just don't know if it was near that building it like so if you were looking at it it was on the right hand back side. So if you're going up, if you're looking at the building from the back and you're going up. So, like, up, no, the wood. No, from the road, I mean. If you're, like, looking at the front of the building. Oh. Yeah, I there probably was. That's right. That's, I remember that. Okay. Yeah, I believe you. Uh, so we walked in, and when we got to the end of the hallway that met with the main hallway, we turned right and went down the main hallway, and it was like, Whoa, that was a run-on sentence. <laughs> I didn't know I was writing an essay. <laughs> so, oh God, I didn't know it was going to end. <laughs> I just was thinking about how you're like, I feel like I talk really fast. <laughs> I guess I just use a lot of run-on sentences. I mean, it's probably better than using... Uh, and then we're going to the hallway, and then we went to the... And then we went to the... And then we went to the... 
I could use se- fragments of a sentence instead. <laughs> hallway, we did. <laughs> hallway, walked down long. Like hotel. Why use many word when few word do trick? <laughs> Find us on Twitter at That's Abandoned. 
Or send us a Gmail, an email, with all of your cool stories about going to abandoned places, especially if you have one about Letchworth Village. Where should they send that? That's abandoned at gmail.com. Cool. Okay, guys. Keep on adventuring out there. And uh, we'll see you when we see you. Charlie says bye. 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 <laughs>